Welcome to episode 57 of Utopia to Me, with me, your host, Chris Locke. Hey, how's it going? Good to have you back in the uh, ear zone. Uh, You know what? I was this close to calling Utopia to Me the ear zone. Aren't you glad I didn't? Um, Anyways, episode one of the ear zone, aka episode 57 of Utopia to Me. This is a good one. Uh, Do I sound tired? Man, still uh, learning how to be a dad. Uh, so if, you know, I sleep on and off, it's pretty weird, but this is how we do it. So sometimes you'll hear me and you'll be like, is he okay? I don't know. I don't think I am, but I'm trying. Here's the thing. This episode is so good. It's uh, Elvira Kurt, and it was very fun hanging out with her. Uh, she's such a lovely person and funny comedian. So I'm just going to not talk too much this time because... Uh, yeah, I gotta get breakfast. I'm still in my PJs. My cat's outside. It's looking in the window and wants to come in like, man, just because you have a baby, you know, you can't forget about me. Let me in the house. Uh, yeah, maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Uh, I will. But the thing is, is also I'll get breakfast while uh, you guys listen to a uh, super fun chat I had with, like I said, very funny, very uh, awesome Elvira Kurt. So here we go. Sit back and enjoy there and then you nice. just roll like that isn't okay. this nice and comfy this is so nice and comfy i like it a lot uh i just want to say um before we get going actually i'm out of breath because of what you brought <laughs> over to my house i just realized that doing running around sitting down because you asked me what we wanted right or what we like to eat what, and yeah. i said indian or mexican right and you went to your favorite indian restaurant and brought not just a dish, but you brought like a whole Indian buffet for me and Kathleen to eat okay. as a gift. <laughs> what I'm, the hell? I'm taken aback by that, <laughs> how surprising that is. Yeah, well, it's so kind. It's mega I, kind. I, it just feels like what you, it's uh, let there be a lesson to everyone who's got you know, new parents on the horizon. I don't know. It feels like the right thing to do. It's very nice. Yeah, we were new parents. You're right. And then we also like to eat all the time. Right. Because it's we're perfect. constantly worried about the baby eating first. Right. That's what you mean, right? That it, That is it. Like, I, as I said but, to well, you. My point is there's people out there that we'd be like, I like Indian food and they wouldn't even bring you one pakora. <laughs> you gotta drop those people you gotta cut those people out of your life yeah that's a good test eh? it would be or even worse if you told them you liked indian food and they bring you one pakora <laughs> yeah and you're like where's the rest and they're like is crumbs on their shirt right <laughs> i mean it was so good it smelled so good in the car well i just want to say and everybody that listens to this podcast i think at this point this is about 57 episodes in wow uh oh yeah you're you're in there uh, yes this is like a huge podcast everyone's done it <laughs> and i'm way deep like you had to wait i don't know what oh i couldn't get a hold of you <laughs> yeah <a> liar <laughs> no it's like i said i forget who That's is right. in the world right. unless i see they're right in front of something you. funny on facebook you're or like something. a kitten with without object permanence yeah, yeah, I'm definitely like a kitten. I'm probably going to jump off this balcony <laughs> and see how my legs do. <laughs> well, that, that explains the collar with the little bell. Yeah. You just get a little harness on you. Yeah, if, you, guys, you, to the yeah, if you hear a bell during the podcast, it's just the thing <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, kittening, kittening it up. For sure. But yeah, so you're on here and uh, I'm 
I might fall asleep because of the mega Indian lunch that you brought me, but I will get this down on recording just so everyone knows. Oh, I was going to say everyone listening knows that I'm an Indian food freak. Right. So everyone, your guest today is Elvira Kurt. She brought an Indian buffet for me and my lovely wife, Kathleen, to eat before the podcast. So thank you very much. I appreciate oh, that. Oh, you're welcome. It, it was. It, I wish you wouldn't make such a big deal out of it. It's, <laughs> it was the easiest thing in the world. It's not like I made it. You're gonna then go home be like, talking about. Yeah, yeah. It. But you're gonna still. You're gonna go home and be like, man, this guy kept ta- like thanking me for I Indian know, food. So, so was, embarrassing. You made it weird. <laughs> like, I just wanted to just help out, help the new parents. It's true though. Eh? Right. Sometimes when you do something nice, people thank you to the max. You're right. like, all right. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I hit that T extra hard, all right? Uh, but I, I do. It does make me feel a little bit like I've, I've been. Have I just been really shitty up until now? Uh-huh. That it'd be so unexpected. Well, yeah, I don't know. It's no, like, the answer is no, Chris. No, Alvira, you're a good I don't person. Know if you've been that shitty before. <laughs> Come on now. You've never been shitty to me. You've always been extra, super duper nice. So uh, yeah, I, I'm glad I, you could be here. And we're going to talk about your utopia, but before. Okay, sure. Oh, there's the baby. Oh, there's the baby. Isn't that cool? That's very cool. She's been angelic up until even that is probably just an angelic little. Yeah, they have cry. this weird thing, um, where they cry, but you're if you're the parent, you can still find something in it that you like. If, of course, like it's this weird it's siren true. thing where you're like, "That's my baby." Right. Well, it's that way that you know. Remember with March of the Penguins, they're all identical, but they their calls are just subtle enough that the mom can hear the really. I never saw it from. Oh yeah, because I oh didn't want to get so sad. Look, I know why well, I, I was okay. So we're sort of getting distracted so because cute. she's adorable. Kathleen is got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our daughter in a little snowsuit, and she's going out she for a walk. So cute. And there's no snow, but you keep her warm, right? No, you gotta because it's it's colder than it looks, and they're just oh my gosh. Show her her face one more time. One in more this time, snow I, gotta, suit. I gotta see her with the little the thing. Only she is so cute. <laughs> she's just lolling about because she's high on milk right now. <laughs> she's high on milk, and she's bundled Look up, at that face. comfy. She's what's amazing to me is that she is exactly. The half of each of you. She, I, you, you can you, see oh, that? Absolutely. We're not sure. Really? No? Yeah, we just think she looks like a generic baby. Nice. That's Sometimes great. I think she looks like uh, Winston Churchill. Great. So the, so the bonding <laughs> is going a little bit. It's taking slower than normal. Well, I, uh, I appreciate it. She's always <laughs> giving me great cigars to smoke. <laughs> Nice. Uh, when Madeline was an infant, we I thought oh, she looked like an old man. They do go through this stage. Like Rob Corddry is who she looked like. She had oh, this sort yeah. of ring of hair. That's so funny. Radio. Yeah, I watched the birth. Like we, like I, we were talking about before we started. We did the home birth, and uh, so I watched how that the head makes that weird little peak, so it can edge its way out of the vagina, yeah, and yikes. then it's in the, and then it does this big pop and reveal. Oof. So I saw that big head pop and right. reveal, and this sweaty, red, old man just turned around <laughs> in my wife's <laughs> vagina and just started screaming at me like, <laughs> and I was like, my baby. <laughs> That's great. It was really scary. That's touching. No, it is. It's horrifying. Yeah. They say it's a miracle, but it's when not she when she goes up, I'll always be like, when you were born, you were a little old man. Right. You've yeah. already got, it's like the Benjamin Button. That's totally where Fitzgerald got his idea. I'm sure. He saw a real baby being born. He's like, right. are you sure this isn't a trick? That's an old man. <laughs> All right. Bye. You're going for a bye. walk? Bye, baby. Bye, Kathleen. Bye, uh, baby and Kathleen. This is a very nice, intimate, candid uh, uh, 
intro to the podcast so for everybody. It is. Wow. And then a wolf man just jumped vertically. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing now. Since the baby's been here, the uh, cats get spooked Jumping. more easily. For sure. Well, look Nothing's at that the tail. Same anymore. That is a total... Question mark. Yeah. And, and puffed out to the, well, the limit. I love it. Um, so let's talk yeah, okay. about... Um, everybody listening already probably knows everything about you, but let's talk about what got you to this point. You're a st- stand-up all over the world. Uh, you've done it. Per- well, you went to Budapest. I did. I, did. <laughs> I went to the home country. Yeah, took it. Took it back home. And then uh, you did. You had pop culture to hear. Yep. Which we found out was ten years ago, which is insane yeah, to I know. me. It's so crazy. Uh, we worked together so one day on Strombo, which we was did. fun. Oh my God, you were so brilliant. Your stuff is so funny. I mean, this is what people are here for. They're for you. Every, everyone else, everyone you have on the show. Is, I hope someone from CBC listens to this episode. I don't know if they will. They won't. <laughs> you know who does, though? Who does? Uh, Comedy Network. Oh, nice. Hey, guys. Hey, Sarah Fowley. Hey, oh, well, I don't know about Sarah. Hey, oh, Bill. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> she will now yeah the gays find each other oh that's nice um but yeah what else have you been up to lately we've done stand-up shows together and you're, yeah. you're just a huge draw i, everywhere. I don't know chris it you're, it, it you're a canadian classic a classic i yeah. like it i like it i don't know i don't feel that way i feel the same as you know anyone uh, out on a, an open mic i just i feel lucky that i'm still getting to do this yeah. thing that i love and this is how i make a living i feel like that's the achievement i i've never really you know i didn't have a plan and know where i was going i know i wanted to um uh, uh reach as wide an audience as possible which is really the only thing that has um caused tension for me personally because oh, really? I've, I, that's been a desire like get you know reach the widest possible audience but my choices have always been uh, narrow, really narrow focused, right? Like if I'd wanted to be uh, as w- widely known as I could, I wouldn't have, I would have um, chosen to, um, the the, st- the way I would have gone about either my career, like, the, and, uh, and, and the kind of comedy that I would have done, I think would have been more uh, broadly appealing. So it's something that I, I grapple with in therapy, right? My, my therapist is always like, but you know, you got to make your expectations match your your choices because all of your choices have consequences yeah if you went broadly as you say i don't know an example but specifically you have one in mind for sure but you would probably not be enjoying a wider yeah, success if be, you weren't being 100 percent true to what you wanted to it, do well that's that's the truth that's absolutely the truth so it's hey I, you're talking to a weirdo man Right. Well, that's one of the things I think I love about you yeah, oh, is your weirdness. So. But I, I, I can appreciate what you're saying for sure because, you know, you can see people that are like, you know, whatever. Yeah, we can. Yeah. We could. We, yeah, we could go down that road. But it's interesting. Like, there's also a time and a place. Like, maybe, and I don't know this for sure, and I actually don't have... Uh, anyone in mind specifically when I was uh, speaking about myself I remember mm-hmm. the first time I went down to LA and I'm sitting uh, opposite an agent at William Morris and you know talking about options and possibilities and he was like well you know just whatever you do don't don't be gay I'm like but you know which was the strangest thing since I'd already been out in Canada so it was like yeah. an odd 
but that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. And so now that's to, really bad. To, well, it's not. I don't was know. That, that, what, it's not a judgment that? call. That would, would have been in. It is a ju- well. I'll like judgment the, call it. All right, <laughs> you can do it. Yeah, uh, that, it was like the that early ambiguous day. agent is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what that was, was uh, that? Was probably the uh, like ninety four ish is when I went down, I, and I've been going down there for a while before I moved there uh, permanently. But to to bring it back around to why I even went uh, revisited was when you said I'm I'm a weirdo. But it depends on the time and place, right? Like right. you had been a weirdo back then when you know they didn't want you to be who you are necessarily. Mm-hmm. It would have been rougher. But now I think. To be a weirdo is actually a selling point. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. This is t- speaking about how you constantly have to evolve to keep up with what is popular in comedy. Yeah, 20 and years yet ago. still yeah. stay true to yourself. It's really, I find it challenging, but it's why, it's why I love it. It is hard. But one thing I think, well, 20 years ago I was, uh, yeah, maybe I wouldn't have said I'm a weirdo out loud as easily. Right. But I'm, I still am like a hetero white guy. Right. Which can like, you know back then even still right has uh more carte blanche than sure today that's called a cisgendered male yeah i i chose to i think this is the men's that I like while i was in, in what does that mean like when i'm in the womb i'm like uh okay here i go i make my choice I myself know. i don't know where it starts does okay. it start back in the womb i have no idea or, or do you come out sort of Again, this blank slate, and then stuff gets imposed on you. I don't know. Like if your parents had raised you as a, as a, uh, a I don't know, as a, a biracial girl, how would you? Would you? Would you know? Like what? Right? That's what. Yeah, I don't know. All about. It's like, really soupy. It is. Soupy. When Kathleen That's a was great pregnant, word. and we knew it was a girl already, right. but we weren't like talking about it as much with out in the open. People would be like, "Is it a boy or a girl?" And I'd say, uh, or. Are they? Are they like? Are you going to find out? And I'm like, we're we're going to give our child her privacy. Nice. That's so good. <laughs> like they you are a find. weirdo. That is <laughs> so. That is like the least straight white guy response ever. <laughs> you must be so comfortable in your masculinity. Uh, me? No, I don't know. Who knows? That's what that strikes me as. But I was just. My point was is like, yeah, I guess. Unfortunately, um, be being hetero white, I, I still would have been okay. Like 20 years ago. Right. Whereas like, yeah, we're finally um, kicking doors down in so many other areas right. just now. Which is funny because I thought when I was in high school, I was open-minded and my friends were open-minded. Right. So you just, and you're in Toronto, which is already like yes, a pretty right. open For city. Sure. Yep. So you already just assume the world is like that. And right. now that in 2016 that we still have these mega weird social issues right you're like but i thought you know what i mean it's yeah, kind of yeah. confusing it is confusing and then you know you, you also have to consider that you know next to the state of america right now we are suddenly crazy progressive seeming right but that's what i mean like i thought america was like you know you could skateboard on a half pipe and shoot a gun and eat doritos all in the same afternoon right which and, you can <laughs> which you actually as still, long as yeah. you believe in jesus <laughs> yeah that's the thing like i can't believe uh that uh you know whatever we don't everybody are everybody that listens to this podcast already knows what we're talking gonna say about okay. that but i'm sure but yeah so it's like, how do you if if you know what your audience is gonna yeah, I don't know. Why I guess I don't you know. Just, yeah. You narrow down, you whittle away the things we can talk about. You guys know that. I actually have no idea who listens to this. 
The numbers are good, it. and I have no idea. Fantastic. But I feel like if you've listened to me talk for right. 56 episodes, right. you're not like a weird, staunch, fundamentalist, Christian, Republican weirdo from America. Right. Unless you, you are, like, that's who you are, and you're closeted about being a Chris Locke fan. Yeah. It's the last bastion. Yeah, get weird. Crap. Tell your parents you're weird. A closet weirdo. <laughs> Come out of the weirdo closet. You'll get destroyed. <laughs> you Weirdos will. can't can't vote for Ted Cruz. Oh jeez. Or whatever. Yeah, no one's talking about Trump anymore. They're just talking about Cruz now. Everyone's scared of Cruz. It seems like the Trump thing is Has it crested? I don't know. I maybe, but also people just don't want to talk about him anymore. Anyways, yeah, we got know. on a mega okay. tangent. Did we? I, I don't know. Because but that's what we do. Uh, it, all right. Well, the audience knows. I sort of see. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone who's listening, the audience knows they're how rolling this goes. their eyes by now, oh, Chris. <laughs> but yeah, so that is a thing you actually talk about with your therapist. I find for, that interesting for sure. Well, the reason I started going in, into and therapy, I also sorry, I'm, yeah. I'm very interrupting. I appreciate that you see a therapist. Oh yeah, no, it's I don't That's know cool. that I could manage without. I mean, I, it's not something that I would want to impose on. On a lover, you know what I mean? Like you got, you you need someone on your team that is, uh, that you can go vent and unload to, and they don't have to hold all your shit, right? That's that's really the the point. And you know, I I, I didn't think that I needed it. I I remember having seen one earlier in my life, you know, for vague sort of unhappiness, and um, and always thinking while I was sitting there, I know I know better than this mook, right? And and obviously that's my coping me- mechanisms were still working. And then there came a time when, when I, I had to admit that that they weren't. And and the reason I started going to therapy was I was having a confidence crisis of confidence on stage. Right, I was deeply um, uh, insecure about how I was doing. Uh, you know, my shows would, they would swing wildly between I have an amazing show or I'd have a horrible show and, and an amazing show would sustain me. And then a horrible show would be a catastrophe. So the swinging back and forth, that was becoming uh, unbearable. And this was, you know, I've been doing it now at that point, like uh, 20 years already. So I would have thought that that was something I had under control. So that's why I went to therapy and it was a way to back in because obviously, you know, the, the, that was just a, a symptom of all the underlying stuff. Right. And it takes a while to get to it. The first three years were just about, so let's figure out how to... That's interesting. A way to... Uh, a perfect like toe dipping would be to, like you said, back in, make it about professional first. Right. If I'd known, that's what I was doing. Oh, right? Like oh. I, This is only in hindsight that I see it. I don't go to a therapist, but everybody says I should. Why does everyone say you should? Who are these people who don't bring you food? Tell you to, you were hanging out with a very critical, non-supportive crowd. I, I to be honest, this group of people I've never even seen their face. They just wear these dark cloaks. There's a shadow covering. So the only people listening, and they're just filled with Schadenfreude. They just want you to. The only people that listen to this podcast are the shadow people the from shadow people from below the ground. Nice. Yes, yeah. and who want the Schadenfreude? They don't even want you to succeed. They all speak in one voice. They all go, "Don't go to the." It's really Is that scary. what they sound like? <laughs> no, but I mean, like close <clears throat> people close to me. Um, <laughs> if yeah, but do they give they, you reasons why why you should? Like you should know. Well, maybe I almost like bring it up because I'm like I f- catch myself ranting mm. about s- same sort of stuff I've been fixating on all my life. Okay, you know? 
And they're like, yeah, talk to someone else now, please. <laughs> you know, I say, yeah, yeah, I can't help you, man. All right. So no, let's, I, I that, this is a good jump off into your okay. utopian world. Sure. And uh, I am going to say yes. to the people listening, the last few episodes we've been digressing like crazy. Check it out. I'm getting back into it. Yeah, okay, look at you. So, reroute. Your utopian world. Okay. Um, yeah. But so would you have therapy there or would you and this world can be anything it doesn't no, even no, have to be the I planet know. Earth. i know is would you be 100 percent well adjusted or would you want to feel that i don't know well yeah see I, what I mean yeah I, I do see what you mean and i get the extent of the possibilities <laughs> I, the closest i've come is that i do this with my kids right like as i was telling you it's a way yeah. um especially my daughter had a uh, real transitional worry from wakefulness to sleep, which is the hallmark of being a kid, right? Because yeah. as an adult, there's no anxiety about transitioning. Yeah, like, how quickly sleep. can I get to sleep? So it is uh, something to experience a kid who has a, a real, um, who's kind of gripped with fear at the thought of like, how do I stop being awake and how do I get to sleep and is it going to be okay? And one of the things we would do is invent a, you know, like, think about something comforting. She wouldn't know what that is. I'm like, let's, what kind of world do you want to live in? And she'd be like, Candyland. Yes, Candyland. It's amazing. And not just the game, but it yeah. is a world made out of candy. And oh, then, I love this. Yeah, right? Like, the clouds were cotton candy, and we would ride these uh, gummy horses that were big, like, that would fit us because we we're normal size. Yeah. But then the, you know... The, all the the grass and the vegetation, those would all be uh, different kinds of candy. Like the tree trunks would be Twizzlers and, you know, the lakes would be filled with. It depends because it wasn't yeah. always sweet things. Sometimes, we, you know, because we like salty snacks, there would be, you know, the grass would be pretzels and so that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, it's gotten, now we just do it for fun sometimes because yeah. she's not, she's at 10, she's able to uh, get herself to sleep better and we just kind of revisit Candyland and just add these more grown up possibilities. That's really fun. Yeah, it is. It is pretty cool. But so it have, was a relaxing way it. to transition her into like, or take her mind off of the fear of the unknown. For sure. So think about yeah. these things. Like imagine that you've got someone there with you that you trust and that we're, you know, we're just flying on these, like flying would be amazing. So that would be in the world, flying, flight. In your world? Yeah, flying? definitely. Cool. It's, well, those are still my favorite dreams are when I'm flying and not soaring like a bird, but just high enough to look into everyone's backyard. <laughs> <laughs> Two stories. Hi. <laughs> But just a little bit higher, so you know, I don't want to yeah. get nicked by, oh, a, right. by a tall tree, or you oh, know, I don't okay, want to have okay. to pay that much attention. But, but you're right, maybe I would also have, you know, a, a key I would vision. like to fly as high as just <laughs> over a fence, exactly, right? <laughs> like go up and down. I mean, that would be part of it is that you get right. To you're not talking about like flying where you can't see the world anymore and you're in the clouds, no, no, no very manageable. I view. want a bird's eye view of what people, what is going on for everybody. These two anecdotes you just told me remind me I, I have to get this down on a recording or something because i always have this thought but it's like your child maddie's issue with sleep uh yeah. wake turning into sleep right. and then you flying there's that ancient taoist thing do you know chang zhu or laos no chang zhu the art the war of art no the, no he that's loud no me. that's a uh, sun zhu there's a bunch of zoos back then <laughs> do you think there or is it just one guy back then <laughs> making all the books yeah. He's just changing his name. I just pictured uh, like all the books are in a collection called We Bought a Zoo. <laughs> 
but it's T-Z-U. That's great. <laughs> it was perfect. Damn it. Uh, oh. That movie's old now. But Chang Zhu had the... Uh, um, or wh- or this, maybe... It it's a classic be, thing where it's like... It's a Taoist thing where yeah. it's like, was I uh, dreaming I was a butterfly or or was I uh, a butterfly dreaming I'm me now? Oh. And every time I think about that now as an older person, right. I'm not as mystical anymore. My right. instant thought is, oh, you were dreaming you were a butterfly. <laughs> that magic's like God, you know? Gone. That's sad because I was actually contemplating it. And that's really, and uh, yeah, that's yeah. funny. No, but I, I'm not I'm not familiar with My it. listeners don't contemplate stuff like that anymore. You don't know. <laughs> maybe they do. If they're closeted about being weirdos, maybe there's, there's somebody yelling at you about which zoo it Can is. You imagine it's Dr. This... Zeus. <laughs> Dr. Zeus. <laughs> right? Tease uh, it. I I just love that the whole listenership of Utopia to me is closeted weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for sure. But some of them talk out loud online. Right. Uh, and then busted. Got, oh, jeez. Okay, so you're flying. Yeah. I love that. Like right. a bird. Uh, but just not nothing too crazy. Nope. And Still like uh, just the ability to fly and everyone could do it. I think that would be amazing. And the planet is as is now. It's like Canada. There's Yes, like, I, I like it. I want it yeah. to be... I would like to implement these changes into an environment I feel familiar with that would make it more realistic that. to me, right? Like I like and I love I love where we live. I don't want to change the climate or the temperature. I would like uh us to have been more mindful about climate change. That would be another thing is that uh yeah. corporations would be ethical, so we would be doing things right. Mm-hmm. Right? I would let's say I would love to um without having a really great knowledge of either indigenous culture or true matriarchal cultures, I would like uh, just, you know, just for a trial, why don't we all decide that patriarchy had has had a good run mm-hmm. and organized religion? Fantastic. You guys, I think you got your yayas out with how many thousands of years you, you've had a go. So let's revert back and, and imagine if, uh, you know, the uh, white people came to North America and instead of going, you, they're doing this wrong and we will give you our disease and uh, whoever's left, you're going to do it our way. And instead we, we, we derive and, and be like, we're going to stay here until, you know, we've uh, fluid melded and, and then teach us your ways. Yeah. And, and that would be, I would love to be living like that now and flying and yeah. the topography looking the same and, well, the you same. would fly over like a Cree group or something. You'd be like, teach right. me your ways. But they'd be like, teach me your ways. You're How the one fly? flying. And we would do it. That would be a decent swap. You know how I had this thought recently. You know how people are always like, because I'm also a comedian that would love to not live in L.A. And I would love Canada right. to be very comfortable for the entertainment industry. Sure. More comfortable. But like, so, but yeah, we always have this thing where it's like, yeah, but Canada doesn't have a culture. Canada's like I know, but do you think it even matters? No, anymore? but you know what I, I have thought. So. Yeah, uh, no, I don't think so anymore. But right, like, look what you're doing. You're a superstar on on a podcast, podcast <laughs> superstar. Is that right? right? You've cornered the market. <laughs> They'll weigh in with but, their droning voices. We think you're. Awesome. <laughs> we think you are. Uh, <laughs> you are our leader. What was I? Well, yeah, like we don't have a culture to a degree. Yes, because we're still. Brand new, baby fresh for the most part. But also, I think we don't have a culture because we collectively uh, 
repress it because it's awful. Like mm-hmm. what you were just talking about right. with the Aboriginal people. For sure. Oh my, it's shameful. So like we can't like American Americans did that too. Right. And just as bad or worse. I know, but they're doubling down on it. But they also had like civil wars and stuff right. and wars against the British. So they have these establishing do you see what I'm saying? I suppose, but my no, thinking. I know. <laughs> I, I, I agree, think they're but... doubling down on their, you know, their, like, this, uh, they, rather than admit that they've screwed up so badly, it's like, they... no, this is every man for themselves, right? It's that whole idea of, mm. uh, um, you know, you can you can raise yourself up from nothing. No, you, that's that is not possible right. anymore, right? And and, but I agree with you with. Um, that that we are not uh that i think we're deeply self-conscious uh, as a country about yeah because in canada if you want to be like think of like we have a rich culture with like a rich past then we have to go through some super super hard times for generations of re- right uh reparations and right that we're not even honesty right but that we're not even doing right i mean i don't no. think there's a single person who you know when that the commission came out about um, the 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 schools, you know that indigenous people have been sent to. Like it, it's so it's so horrifyingly wrong. I don't. I can't imagine anybody would be like those were the good old days, right? So the the fact that we we haven't just um, stopped until it's fixed. Like like let us not do anything else until we address this. I, I'm, it's kind of amazing to me that we just well you know we're gonna have a we're gonna table another commission or we were really gonna look into that or we're gonna just put a little band-aid on this situation i don't know um i'm not, yeah, I'm I not think speaking for like intelligible really... i'm speaking emotionally no, but it feels like that's exactly how thing. i speak about things <laughs> uh, it's easier otherwise. i've had political conversations where i'm like okay i'm just gonna go uh light myself on fire in this garbage can over here because <laughs> you're smart <laughs> right uh, right but yeah no uh i think uh, emotional sensitive people the idea is mostly usually too overwhelming yeah. and then for for proud uh uh assertive people um it's easier to not think about it and move forward in, the, in their own personal life it's interesting that you, you say the differences are uh assertive and sensitive for me the difference would no, be yeah. um uh, someone who's I'm who's, trying to be polite, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Like for me, it's about about um, self awareness, right? Like once you uh, t- or take right. responsibility, and once you own your shit, and once you are uh, interested in in being uh, awake, I, I don't know that like you can't do it halfway. So you either choose ignorance, and that's I would say most people except for your listeners and (laughs) and um and then and and people who who pay attention and they're the the rabble rousers right and they're and then at either end of the extreme are the people who um who will not stop until they're heard uh, from uh, from either position right do you as an artist try to incorporate that into your your work uh yeah i do try uh, like when i have been pursuing because now I've I'm I've been doing it 31 years almost exactly, and um, I'm, I'm 54. Um, th- I've done so so many different 
uh, comedy so many different ways, but because of um, the you know my my primal wounds or my the the core issues that I'm dealing with, I still ha- have to figure out um, who I am exactly, which is what I love about comics who yeah. who know their style, right? Like they are like Brent Butt, for example, is someone he yeah. he's, he seems to know himself and, and has never wavered regardless of what he's done. Like he's any subject matter is all filtered through this very, uh, uh, in, intentional knowing, even if when I say intentional, even if he hasn't thought about it, right? Like it's this, this is who I am and this is, I'm happy with it and right. I'm going to keep working this thing. And for me, I've always been, well, who do I need to be to get this thing I want? And so it, it feels like constantly, um, uh, trying to figure out what works for That's very an interesting audience. to me because I've always only known you, uh, even peripherally, as mm-hmm. a just a co- fellow comedian, as a completely solid, well-defined character. Really interesting. Yeah, so come it's, on. I mean, it's such a struggle for me. Well, um, I know what you mean, though, because I can relate. And right. I think when it comes to political stuff, Especially because I might be one of those guys, like I was saying, that gets overwhelmed. Yeah. That I decide, basically, like, why don't I not be the political guy? Right. And I can talk about that stuff in private with people. Right, right. But I'll work hard to to illustrate um, my, yeah, neuroses or insecurities. Sure. or Or even just funny thoughts. So I'm the clown that cheers people up. Right. You know oh what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Well, but that's sort of like what you were kind of saying, I think. Kind of. Although, but. you know, the, uh, as we both know, like a- anything that isn't that isn't who you are, it, it's not going to uh, it, it's not going to sustain, right? Like you'll either find out directly in front of an audience, nope, that's not right. the, that is whatever this is, they don't like it. And I'll walk off the stage and I'll feel the same way myself. So what I've been uh, trying to do these last few years, and again, it's it's with the um, all these years of experience behind me now, is to try to match who I am uh, off stage uh, with who I am on stage. So to for there to be very little difference, and and the the um, reason is because I'm ready. I think I'm strong enough uh, personally. Again, with all the work I've been doing in therapy, to understand that it's still a job and not. A, um, uh, someone liking me or not, a, even though what That's, I want yeah. is to be the most vulnerable, right? But uh, the, be the most vulnerable I can be on stage because I'm gonna I'm gonna try to reveal who I am to you on stage and it, have it be match the person who I am off stage. But the but the response hmm. won't um, be personal. Yeah, it won't be personal. That's be, insane. Right? right? So I many no, but so many comedians should hear that <laughs> and and remember that. Because that's exactly what happens. Because uh, you have to basically, yeah. If you're a good comedian, that really, well, no, there's like those one-liner. You got, but you know what I mean. Like if Depends you're the, on your if style, you're that type right? of comedian, yeah. that your thing is to bring people really into your world and, and be sure. vulnerable, and then to not take it personally on a bad night. Like right. what the hell? I know. <laughs> I know. I mean, I think I think everyone feels. Uh, it feels it personally, re- regardless of of how a show goes. But mm-hmm. for um, to walk away, and it, because it really isn't your business what what people think of you, right? That's it's not. Why would 
why would uh, someone else's opinion um, be more important than what you think of yourself? So yeah, it's like finding the proper measure of uh, amount of pride to have. It is. It's true, right? When we've like, got a big enough yeah. ego to think we are good enough to go out there, and you know, I get to have the talking stick, and. And then fragile, so fragile that you're laid low by an audience who thinks you're shit. Or online now, like in social media. When I started, I didn't have to deal with with the stuff that, you know, where you get, can tweet something and somebody will will kill you. personally will come back and say something horrible. Yeah, like you should be dead. Yeah. That happens all the time now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. Okay, so... We're flying. We're flying. You're good. You're really good. But you're out. You're out. Your fans know this. <laughs> They're looking at their watches. He's watch. He's gonna bring it back around. No, what we just talked about. I think. Oh my god. Uh, every comedian should hear that because it's so true. We get killed. We live literally show by show. It's true. Um, Never ends. Even with the baby being born, it's. Uh, Second most magical moment in my life. First is right. all the Indian food you brought. Nice. <laughs> then baby. <laughs> but then even then, it's like I spent almost two weeks just with Kathleen yeah. and the baby. And it's super, super lovely. Right. But um, on Tuesday, I was like, I'm going for a walk. I just had to get out. And I didn't even think about it. I walked straight. Uh, I went straight to the subway, <laughs> went to comedy bar, wow. jump, asked to jump on stage, did it, and then wow. came back. And literally felt like a new man. Yeah. Because it had been two weeks of That's not... That's amazing. It's true. So it's like... Yeah. It really is personal. It like is. Like it really is... You need it. Yeah. You need it. And you, you need that approval. And then you have to like... Uh, not... Yeah. When you don't get right. the approval, you have to not take it personally. It's so it crazy. It is true. I mean, but without stand-up... I, I don't know who I am. Like, that's how important it is to yeah. me and how much I, I truly love it. And, and the fact that I, <clears throat> excuse me, I never, I sort of never take it for granted. That's why, you know, when, when, speak, when people speak of me in the ways that you were describing, like, you've done this and you've done that. But it's, it's really like, how am I going to do tonight? Right. Like, I, yeah. there is no guarantee. And that is the best part about it is that even after all these years, uh, I don't know how it's going to go tonight. I don't know how it's going to go. Can't wait. Can't wait to find that out. Yeah. So, so there would be uh, stand up comedy every night in my perfect world. So I would fly over the thing. We would have this, uh, uh, we'd be living more uh, ethically, more responsibly, more mindfully, hopefully in a matriarchal society, in, in largely. With indigenous values, why not? Right? Like, why not? Is there a balance between patriarchy and matriarchy? It's got to be pendulum swings the other way. Just let's give it a shot. (laughs) Right? I'm cool with that. I mean, uh, yes. I was raised by a a strong, independent mom. Clearly. Can't wait to meet her. Yeah, you've already heard about her. Um, But yeah, I see what you're saying. I just right like and then it, and then so but here's be wishy-washy i don't want to i don't want to make it i don't want to jeopardize it right now let's just imagine that that yeah. um, we're not having to think about uh to critique it so and i won't do that cis gendered white male you. hetero thing knee-jerk thing where i go why can't all lives matter or whatever that shitty thing is well you <laughs> you seriously you, that you're being you, that you're saying that on purpose like you know why yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. No, I'm those, saying, who are those people? No, no. I'm saying like I'm not going to be that. No, because you would have like. It's like what's it, like because there is that. That's the issue right now in the world. Is like uh, men will be like, 
what's your perfect okay you're so upset what's your perfect utopia and then someone another person with a different perspective will say let's try a matriarchy or something for example but then what's happening is then that uh stubborn arrogant person will go but why does it have to be like you just ask them their perspective let people have their perspective i think that's what's happening in the world right now is the changes people aren't need to more realize they don't have to have their opinion about other people's right. perspective. I don't, I don't understand what is do so. What I do see what you're saying. I, yeah. and I really appreciate it. And I, and I'm grateful to you for, um, being so thoughtful about it. You know, it's, it's the same thing, um, w- around like ever since, um, uh, Gian Gomeshi scandal, oh, yeah. uh, hit and the, and the, the fallout in terms of, um, I just realized I went, Oh Yeah. Like as if like <laughs> I had to let people know that oh yeah I remember that horror <laughs> right well the door and and you know, the yeah. only reason I bring it up is um, there I, I've I've felt I felt then and I there's parts of me that even uh, in the wake of the um, the the verdict recently was that I want to hear from guys I want to hear what guys have to say and then as soon as and from the good guys the quote unquote good guys and then when they do I'm like shut the fuck up. Right? Yeah. Like, I don't want to hear from the guy. So I can't I can't figure it out. No, I'll either. tell you, I think be, the, it's a nice thing you said that you think I'm being so thoughtful. But I will admit that I've forced myself to be thoughtful over the last few years because I also am aware of in my mind having the knee jerk reactions of like, right. stop complaining. Everything's right. nice. Like sure. I have. You can catch yourself if you listen you can catch yourself having this quote unquote privileged perspective that other people are right. ranting about. Right. But so you, you either end up having to be super thoughtful and, right. and letting your, and not worrying about having an opinion or you're just a shithead that's holding people back. You right. know what I mean? I do know what you mean. So it's pretty I, 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 and intense I know, right now. <laughs> I love the idea of, of considering, uh, what is so threatening about being told that you have privilege and entitlement or being asked to check it. Like what is so threatening about it? It's not like it's going to change if you admit that you have it or that, you know, so I, I, it, it's, it's straight like, I mean, we have a shit ton of privilege between us, not just b- because you're a dude, but we're both Caucasian. We're educated. Like this, we got all we have are white people problems. Yeah. I think sometimes when I try to th- think about where that comes from is like maybe it's just uh the uncomfortableness of having like a guilt complex now you know what i mean like it's really and i'm not no i'm not but i'm not justifying right. it. i'm just saying it probably comes from a discomfort but but even the discomfort is a privileged discomfort <laughs> it's like oh I feel, it never is you see what i'm saying like <laughs> oh true. i'm uncomfortable and then a dis- right. a real disenfranchised right. person is like fuck you so then so then back to the utopia yeah. so um rather than needing therapists at which you suggest what if there were a, a way to be able to communicate uh empathically telepathically mm-hmm. right so because we know that we're words are a limitation like you want to tell someone you love me this moment that you're having with kathleen and your baby like there's so much love how do you like to just say i love them and i love this it isn't uh, it doesn't capture the depth of your feeling i can tell by the look on your face it succeeded it <laughs> wow man i don't like them that much <laughs> so, what i'm saying is like feelings it, over no uh. <laughs> like imagine if i could just 
Uh, well, we I was just... thinking when you said that, I was thinking of hugging and kissing, but you can't do that uh, no, without people's I, consent. <laughs> I'm talking about like Avatar style tales with the, you know, the yeah. right things. And Which just... James Cameron just announced he's making five sequels to that movie. Really? That's the rest of his life he's making Avatar movies. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I mean, I hope he lives past five <laughs> Avatar movies, but come on, James, you're dead. <laughs> Holy cow. That's, wow, that's, talk about doubling down. Well, you're asking me now to come up with your sci-fi uh, explanation. I don't know. What do, you, what do you picture when you think of that? Five of them? No, no, I mean oh. your, the telepathic oh, the, communication. Just the, the tales, you know, the, the, the tales that entwine. You want... Us to have tales I don't want your... us to have tw- tales. I'm just saying yeah. uh, like that, that there's some way Something that you connect like that. with another person. So it's not that it's on all the time and you're being bombarded by random people's thoughts, but you, there is a deliberate way. You know, we, we, we are each autonomous, but we can connect like with another person. You can person. choose how to talk. You can choose how to connect. Right. Like if you, if your words are failing you, you know what? It's easier for me. Like, you know, our fingers, pointer fingers touch. And then suddenly, oh, I know what you mean to say. I know the depth of that feeling you're I talking about. I just imagined a whole new myriad of miscommunication arguments <laughs> just like other realms of miscommunication wow are you sure you're not hungarian because that is the kind of i'm not hungarian but i'm paranoid and uh, full of sorrow yeah, it's pretty much it's the same then you are a, an honorary hungarian yeah uh here's another okay i like that do you because my joke like aside but it. that's an issue right. i could see but this okay. is your world i'm sure it works right well in my world that what you the thing that you want to convey would happen successfully there would be not the miscommunication <clears throat> the thing you're saying about stand-up too though like you uh have ended up learning more and more about yourself Right. As a person, as you go, because of the trials and tribulations of being a stand-up. Correct. So, in this perfect utopian, when you're flying to gigs every night right. and you land, are you killing every show? Mm, See? I don't know that I... I don't know. Be, because, the, because stand-up doesn't change. No, I don't think yeah. there's an end of the road. I don't think that the that the, the journey... I used to think that, you know, I used to rail in therapy... Um, until I understood that, which is, again, there's a whole, like, really, life is about managing your expectations. And, you know, disappointment comes when you have not lined these things up properly. And I would, mm-hmm. you know, go into therapy. I'm like, why am why I still dealing with this shit? And yeah. the truth is, I expected to take myself in, like, the car repair. Got to fix, something's rattling. Fix this. And uh, instead... Uh, the best I can hope for is to manage this shit. I can't actually replace a, a faulty part with a brand new part. I, I have to figure out how to manage all the faulty parts. And that's, uh, you know, that's really hard to accept about yourself that I'm always going to be this way. You know who I kind of love? <clears throat> Socrates. Because at the end of his life, he's like this wise man that right. created philosophy yeah. basically for all of us. Right, right. And at the end of his life, he was like, I don't know shit. I'll drink the poison. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Like his whole thing was like, why are you saying or walking around like uh, saying that you know something? Right. It's kind of like what you're saying. The journey is, it's, yeah, it's multifaceted. You can, you just explore, you just, you don't 
come to a complete a completion ever you're right. just exploring different facets for sure whatever the mood or right. year you know and, and yet like i said i started out maybe naively i don't i don't know how i you know like my as a hungarian that bleakness is is universal <laughs> as i was explaining culturally before we even started this thing so Over why i ever thought over me watching you eat Indian food. Over why I ever thought like the, I, I would reach a finished place. And now I'm starting to, and maybe it's something about being 54 as opposed to 34. Like when, you know, maybe it takes this long to realize, wow, it really is a journey. Or maybe some people realize it a lot sooner. Uh, and I'm just a really slow learner. But, you know, this, yeah, I'm starting to enjoy uh, not knowing. And that's also new. So it's very liberating to oh, cool. uh, to let go of of needing certainty. That's yeah, that's very interesting. Everybody definitely has a different journey, but especially, you know, <clears throat> an artistic person, the cliche is they seem to be a bit more introspective than some other people. So maybe uh, You would think do you think that's a cliche cuz most people think that we're just these show monkeys and you know, you're funny, you're why aren't you on all the time? I I I I often feel, why can't I be funny? Uh, off stage, like naturally, I'm not that person. Oh God, that made me so sad. Oh, why? <laughs> like maybe you're right, and I didn't consider that. There's so many people that are like, yeah, just dance for me, right? And they don't. Yeah, yeah you're not as funny as you're on stage. But those, I'm but even those people, attention. if they have that thought about us or whatever, now I'm like making us a gang. <laughs> the weirdos. <laughs> no, but if they have like that thought, but our you know, maybe those are the type of people that uh, never learn anything about themselves the whole journey. They just right. kind of get in this groove, right. and then is that an enjoyable life? I don't I know. I don't know. I don't know. It's like I, that's I'm. Ignorance I wonder that too. That's what they say, right? Like, so is it better to be ignorant, or do you? They, I mean, I don't. I genuinely don't know I, because I have. Uh, I'm leaning in to transformation and trying to be as self-aware as possible. I do know that there's no going back. Like you can't be half awake. So you either want to choose it or you don't know that you're not choosing it. And then you're just happily ignorant. But I can't imagine, you know, so then it just, then what? So then aware people just end up tolerating idiots. (laughs) Is that what it's like? It honestly seems like the human race is evolving into two factions right now. (laughs) The ones that humor idiots and the idiots. Yeah. Because I was thinking about this the other day, this whole like presidential race that we were talking about earlier and everybody knows is, uh, it's made, it's made a lot of politically correct minded people start being like, can we just say they're idiots? Can we say these, this group of people are dumb, please? Right, right. Because it's like, you know, you can't, uh, anyways, it's just getting know, crazy. It is, it is, it's very, it's very difficult. It's like you were saying with the, with the students who protested the yoga, like when do you, what is cultural appropriation anymore? When it, it can, is it, isn't it everything? <laughs> this is another thing we talked about during right, the Indian food. Right. We've already had an other hour of conversation, <laughs> we guys. totally did. <laughs> and I feel bad that, that we've chased Kathleen and the baby. Are they just walking around the block waiting for us to be done? They're just outside oh, looking sh- up at the balcony. I'm oh, going to put a no. flag over. <laughs> sock you can come up now yeah if there's a sock on the door handle i'm having a a podcast podcast. (laughs) that's amazing that is great okay can you just uh for the last uh little bit here and and more we can talk about other things too but just uh 
I, this is very. I, I had an interesting idea while uh, one of us was rambling on about something mm-hmm. earlier. <laughs> <laughs> but you you made a good point about the okay. So in your utopia, the matriarchy would just rule, sure. and you're like, let's not mince words, right? Let's not make it a for sure. We're yeah. all holding Wish hands. Exactly. It's matriarchy yeah, style, right? Why not? So yeah, just as an intrigued. Uh, man sure what does just say contrarian contrarian Take the gender no i'm not even it. a contrarian oh, okay. oh i'm just a contrarian no matter what pretty eh? much shit <laughs> uh goddamn testosterone <laughs> um that's fine i love it um oh see those vitamin d drops yeah kathleen puts those on her nipples and then the baby has them on the n- genius yeah uh, that's a genius midwives man Midwives rule, <laughs> right? And that's like that's they would a, be the vice presidents in the matriarchy. So that's what I'm saying. What does the matriarchy look like in your that's utopia? That's what I'm saying. Right there. Because it's people, like all these little insider tips. But this is like your 54, you're saying? Yeah. So there's going to be early 20s feminists right. listening to this. For sure. Being like, we want the matriarchy too, but... right. To, but At the demanding, end of the day, what does the matriarchy rule sure. look like? Yeah. Let's, let's I mean, hear a version. Right, because you've got generational uh, conflicts as well, right? Like all the different waves of feminism. And it is the it is the the hallmark of... Um, uh, well, you said that you did the feminist show here, the Friday one at Saving Gigi. The, yeah, that's right. No, uh, yeah, uh, it's a Wednesday show. Wednesday, Jess Bollius. Yeah. Do you notice a difference... With like generations just even doing that show? Oh, or? definitely. Yeah, oh, for sure. So I think like we're apparently, I don't know, is this the fourth wave of feminism? But, you know, what hap- what tends to happen is, you know, you, al- you always reject what uh, what came before you, uh, even though you're st- you are literally standing on those giants. Your ability to disregard everything is directly from what the groundwork they laid uh, before you. So, um I know that it, it causes tension, but I think that the most mindful people uh, recognize that they don't have all the answers from the oldest generations and welcome this uh, consideration of, uh, of of the lives um, people are experiencing uh, in their 20s now, right? Like, I don't want to make a judgment, but it is completely different, mm-hmm. right? I, I didn't grow up with social media. I, right. I don't have that same desire to... Uh, expose myself or or share and it, when we were talking about you know co-opting culture you're saying that because you love indian food my wonder is um as a 50 year old four-year-old woman can i adopt the the lingo the slang of 20 year olds or am i co-opting youth now right. like I, it's something i've thought about I've, I've been toying with the idea of making it funny but i, I haven't been able to figure it out it's well, I'm right now. I think with your age, as you said, mm-hmm. 54, and your wisdom—not right. just as um, a person, but also as a comedian, also as a woman, right. also as a gay woman—what would this matriarchy oh, world, world do, look oh, like? You're still you're you well, because you didn't just well because well, we're, we're so want, excited about all the topics. I know, and I think that like I don't have um, like I. I if the answer you're looking for is Napoleon a very, was a woman, right? If maybe yes, there Napoleon, would be no Napoleon. There would no there. Well, there, but there are lots of tiny women. I think I suffer from a Napoleonic <laughs> complex, so maybe I'd be a good person to be in charge. Except I, I wouldn't want to be. So there would be no organized 
Christ religion, there would be, you know, we see these versions of what the world could be like, um, you know, Game of Thrones, they've got the two religions, they've got the, you know, the, um, the red god, that's the one god, and then the, the gods, and we also saw that, that on, on Battlestar Galactica, so um, none of them are perfect, I don't know if, you know, then do we go to spirits in the way uh, indigenous culture does, uh, I'm not 100% sure, can I, can I just leave it as vague as we, um, we, we run it, Beyonce, easily, the supreme leader, yeah. and, but she has a council of, uh, of now, if I, women. do I live there? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you can submit all your questions through a little slot, and we'll promise to look at them. Your utopia <laughs> is men looking at your happy life through a slot in a door. But they get to, you know, you can fly in your own zone. I don't know. It just smells like a hockey bag. It smells like urine and we're all like looking at your right? beautiful you, world sure. through a hole. That, you're, the, the way you're describing my world is, the way you're fleshing it out is getting better and better. <laughs> Yeah, because I was going to say, if yeah. I am in your yes, if beautiful, yes, perfect course. utopian yep. world, can I think Beyonce's butt is incredible? Or will I get destroyed? No, no, of course. No, there would be room for, for all these things. And I think <laughs> for all these there, things. the reason why, Chris, is you know, it comes back to the having a telepathic empathy and telepathy. So right. I'd be able to understand your... Uh, intention and i you know be you'd be held accountable this is suddenly reminding me of another awesome thing um uh this this sci-fi writer local guy sawyer i think is his name hominids do you know the trilogy at all this sounds like it'd be right up your alley but it it proposes a um parallel universe that existed we've got earth developed with homo sapiens but another uh world developed with um, uh, Cro-Magnon that was the like hominids yeah. were the the superior like they were the ones that where the tree branched off and so they're kind of like the time machine it is kind of like Wells. yeah a little bit like the time machine but in yeah. it not obviously it's not a direct ripoff I'm, and I'm not doing it justice <laughs> but there is a way that they had Sorry. eliminated crime yeah. where everyone had uh, has these um, uh, cameras that record their behavior so every you know the the cameras that we're arguing that police need to wear all the time, right? Yeah. So imagine everyone having that, and you could. Your oh, I've be, heard of this. Yeah, I have heard of that. Okay, so then you would. That sounds good. You would ju- well, just in the sense that. No, I mean the book sounds interesting. Oh, the book, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that it's something that I'd want in the utopia, but what I'm saying is that because you'd be able to uh, understand, we'd be able to understand each other better you'd be able to like to have empathy telepathically like you wouldn't have to try to think about someone else like victimhood would be uh eliminated because Mm -hmm. you would be able to you'd be fully accountable and you'd be able to uh fully understand where someone else is coming from and so if there were any um uh mismatches i know you're seeing all i see is miscommunication (laughs) all and for me all i'm seeing is greater clarity but so if it is utopia then we just misunderstandings are cleared up easily and quickly and so of course men and whatever the things they think of if you you know her butt is everything hey that's super sexist and then i would 
empathetically or telepathically be able to understand uh, your deeper appreciation of this or the fact that you have uh, an appreciation of her anatomy doesn't preclude the fact that you think she's the supreme leader. Yeah. Or something. I mean, you know, I'm just yeah. spitballing here. I love it. There is uh, that case, I, I forget, a friend of mine played it, um, a first person, uh, I forget what it was, a story where she, uh, uh, transgender, became a man, mm-hmm. and then once got the the testosterone injections going mm-hmm. uh, like crazy. I'm sorry, I really don't know the right terminology, maybe, but right. um, anyways, as soon as the testosterone was right. fl- like in there... Uh, he was like, oh, crap, you know, yeah. I'm so horny. Right, right. I'm looking at butts and boobs wow. all the time. Wow. I never knew. So there is like that weird <laughs> thing that men can never argue. Like, it's in our nature. I'm right, sorry. Right. Yeah, yeah. But it freaking is, man. Wow. I can't believe it. I'm so sorry I ruined your utopia by justifying my dink. Right. So, <laughs> but it it does... The fact that you I'm can't so see sorry. that you're a contrarian. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, doesn't, it just helps you I've flesh said. out your world more. Right. You're like, no. Right. To have to defend it against your dink. You're not coming in, Chris. I'm still at the yeah. slot. You know, it's, it'll be for everybody but you, really. Because it's just too much. I like that. This is really great stuff. I think the only thing I would add, because I don't know how much time we've got left, is uh, comic books. So it would be a oh, world yeah. filled with. Comic book Calvin and Hobbes would still be running, and oh, yeah. those ideas would not be; they would be fresh and innovative. And uh, did you see the comic mm-hmm. that the uh, sorry the Calvin and Hobbes guy Bill uh, Watterson? Uh, yeah, Bill Watterson made about um, doing the job you love instead no, of the no, job you think you're supposed no. to do. Okay, I'm going to show it to you after okay, we cool. wrap this up. In, you'll you'll in cry. Calvin I'll, Hobbes strip? I'll see you crying. In, real in life. a Calvin and Hobbes strip. No, Calvin and Hobbes style illustration, mm. but he made it recently. Oh, nice. Oh, I want to see that. Yeah. I've seen some of the stuff he's done online. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I haven't seen that one. He can uh, get those heartstrings going. He's amazing. Well, when my kids had one of their pets die, I pulled out the Calvin and Hobbes with the little raccoon because I was like, I know who can explain this better than I can. Crazy. And we had a good cry about it. Yeah. Okay, good. So you're flying around. Doing comedy shows all the time in this matriarchal right. uh, world. Beyonce is the supreme leader. Let's say. I'm just saying. She's a placeholder until we figure out how we want to run the matriarchy. Perfectly good place to start. Right. And she's there's a council of knowledgeable whims. And even though I made the joke earlier, I actually for real love Beyonce for real reasons. I don't know anybody. If you don't, I don't want to know you. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Uh, people were angry right? at the Super Bowl thing. That formation thing was you amazing. And, I know. And let's, can we just, and I mean, she is who she is. And then you get Kendrick Lamar coming out, what, two weeks later, the Grammys. And that was he doesn't get any of the backlash she did. Who does, who does this uppity black woman right. think she is? It's still something like misogyny trumps everything still. See, I don't be pulling out your dank, man. No, no, it's great. I'm serious. Like I, you're totally right. I thought both, um, both performances were moving and special, right. and I didn't make the connection of the backlash. Oh, she was towards she was Beyonce. Hammered. Yeah, right. Like disrespectful. Please, what is she doing? Rubbing it in, rubbing what? Her her power, her strength, yeah. her art, her artistry. It was it was so amazing. 
cool. that that whole video and yeah and kendrick lamar as well anyway i you know we've got lots of uh, problems in this world it's great to think about a utopia but man it would be it would be great if we just uh, you know did right by the all the people that we've got now yeah that's a good way to end it i think we should and anything uh coming up comedy wise there's always something coming up okay you gotta find me but i'm very elusive that's another thing i (laughs) I won't tell you where i am it's such an issue i feel what if people don't want to come well we'll in your utopia we'll look up to the sky and hopefully see you flying by like a bat sign (laughs) well thanks so much for coming on it was a blast i had a great time chris this is really nice getting to know you and your tank (laughs) anytime anytime (laughs) take care all right, everyone, and that was Elvira. Kurt, Elvira, thanks so much for coming on uh, Utopia to Me, and thanks so much for the heaps of Indian food. It's the, literally the kindest thing anyone's ever done. I mean, you know, my parents have done nice things for me in the past. They raised me. They gave me money to take Second City courses uh, in the year 2000 and 2001. But here's the thing. They never bought me that much Indian food. That's really the nicest thing ever. Uh, guys, uh, Elvira's always doing tons of stand-up. You go see her. She's uh, Follow her on Twitter to find out more of what's going on with her. At L to the V uh, on Twitter. At E-L to the V-E-E. And that's Elvira on Twitter. And then follow us, of course, too. At Utopia to Me. Tweet us and uh, tell us what you're up to. And uh, promote this podcast, man. We keep getting more and more listeners. I love it. Thank you so much. And if you feel like ever saying, hey, I love this podcast and you want to promote it, I would appreciate that too. Um, and then also follow me at Chris Lock Fun. I'm your host and I'm on Twitter and I'm always writing stupid jokes. Um, and then I'm also promoting stand-up and maybe you'll even hear a couple jokes, new jokes now about what it's like to be a freaking tired dad. So the thing is, you guys are the best. Thanks so much for listening. But you know what? Here in Toronto, at least, it's spring again. Beautiful sun is out. Uh, My cats are out. And um, I'm going to go outside and walk to get breakfast and put the sun in my face. And you should do the same. Get some uh, uh, English-style bangers and uh, some potatoes, maybe some eggs, and uh, just eat it outside by the now-blossoming flowers. Okay? So go do that. Enjoy yourself. Please have a good time. Thank you. Thank you.